Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, where a podcast that talks about pop culture things that interest us. And sometimes there is whiskey. My name is John, and I'm joined as always by Andrea for this glorious 136th episode. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm glorious. I mean, I better be to match the mood of our episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Numbers keep on ticking up. We got, mm-hmm. got to plan something big, big for 200, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Our bicentennial. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, another in-person show. When was the last time we did in person? Man. God, like our second episode was in person. <laughs> so to yeah. 200, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, tonight we're going to be talking a lot about video games. Um, there's been some, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of news this week, actually, in the on the pop culture fronts. It's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, today we're going to be talking, focusing on the video game aspect of it. Um, I might have a rant here and there. I'm got a couple, at least one topic. I'm really interested to see what you think about it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll jump in. Before we get to the video game news at hand, though, we got to talk about some drink holidays. Yes, yes. We've got a slew of them all in a row. Um, some that make sense and some that do not. Uh, <laughs> and by that, I mean, we're starting off with uh, February 21st. It was World Kombucha Day. If you're a fan, I normally am. Um, kombucha is one of those things where it's like, when you're prego, it's like dicey on whether you should or shouldn't right. because there's like potent. Yeah. And there's not a lot of like regulation around like the production of kombucha. So they're just sort of like, maybe mm. like, you know, it's not the time to, you know, play around with it. Sure. So unfortunately, I have, I have that to look forward to too. Uh, once, uh, once this pregnancy draws to a close. I mean, I feel like, like you say, one way or the other, because the sort of um, like active stuff I could see potentially being good for your digestion and kind of helpful Mm -hmm. in that way. But then at the same time, the sort of funk and vinegar forward nature sometimes could be like lurching to the one's uh, digestion as well. So. Exactly, exactly. So it's just one of those things where they're like, you know, maybe just like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't toy with it. Um, so I have not done so. Uh, another thing I have not toyed with during pregnancy on the following day, February 22nd, it was National Margarita Day. Um, Chris celebrated, even though he didn't know, but he was very pleased. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was pleased to have had that day. I think that was the that was the day we uh, we sort of like inadvertently, you know, kind of did a whole theme night. We had homemade nachos and uh, churros, and then he had a margarita. So you know, we just that doesn't sound inadvertent. That's like well, I mean, it's as inadvertent was, as like falling into anime boobs. Well, you know, it's like but, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that happens no. yeah um that's how i fall um <laughs> no i mean like it was a theme plan and then we were on social media and it was like by the way it's national margarita oh, okay. day we were like 
oh, mm. look at us. Like, yeah, you, you know. felt the energy that the world was I putting just out. Felt a vibe, you know? Yeah. So, um, speaking of vibes, the following day, February 23rd, uh, kicked off Mardi Gras. So there, there's a celebration there. Um, could raise a, a hurricane, maybe. Sure. It's like mm-hmm. a that's like a you know typical yeah. Southern Louisianan big drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, following that on February 24th, World Bartender Day, which could mean anything you want it to mean. Um, and then just yesterday, the 27th, it was National Kahlua Day, which okay. feels more fitting to close out the month of February. Cause I always associate Kahlua with like coffee, you know, coffee flavor, like liqueurs, drinks, warm drinks, like you're putting it usually in something like that rather than like, it's nice and refreshing. Um, that's not, a, not a thing for me. I don't think Kahlua day. What do you mean? I'm not a, I'm not like a you wouldn't big, celebrate uh, it. Yeah. I'm not a big Kahlua person, I guess. Yeah. Me neither really, but I just like associate it with like, it just feels like right to close out February, like having a hot drink to close out kind of like the official winter months. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Seems right. But sense. yeah, no, it's not my first choice either. Bartender day. I have this video on my watch later list for uh, YouTube. That's like the number one Japanese bartender ASMR kind of thing. So it's okay. like, I don't know. Gonna probably, I haven't, no one was going to be, but I'm guessing something well shot of him preparing a bunch of drinks and uh, all the clinking and clanging that, you know, goes along with that. Uh. I do do like those type of ASMR videos. I hate talking ASMR videos. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Where they like, like emphasize sounds or like words or whatever. I hate that. It's so good for me. I've gotten used to, if I'm trying to sleep, um, like I have, maybe this is weird, I guess, but I've listened to like someone that's going to give you like a facial treatment. And so they like check you in, in a quiet voice. And then they like kind of sounds like putting a lotion on your face or something like that, you know? And like, so it's in like that stuff. So I'm okay with the quiet talk okay. and the whispering. I'm trying to sleep. If I'm not trying to sleep, I I like um I watch these Korean um like street food and bakery mm-hmm. videos. So like they just have someone that is in some bakery showing how they make five different desserts and there is no talking okay. and it's just like the hum of the kitchen and the like mixing the dough and the, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um so relaxing just so yeah. out kind of content. Yeah, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I just, yeah, I don't, it doesn't do it for me to have like a human voice. I just mm-hmm. like the sounds, like whatever you're doing. Like I enjoy listening to like the sound of the activity. Sure. Um, well, I, the holiday I am celebrating is uh, the Margarita Day. So mm, look at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of us, one of us. Yeah, I, um, mm, that's good. Ooh, I put a lot of salt on that. But it's good. So it's the <laughs> the rocks tequila with Caramana. Um, shout out mm-hmm. with um, let's see agave syrup, lime juice, um, Cointreau, 
for my orange liqueur and being it's like pretty mild in that department i put in some orange bitters too so okay yeah so you uh so but, you made a margarita you didn't just like yes. slap some you know pre-mixed you know margarita mix with your tequila and called it called it good correct yeah, yeah. i mean i well, see, do you use a certain margarita mix? Do you use a mix? I mean, sometimes we do, especially if we're having like a party. You know, there's just mm-hmm. not like, there's just, especially a larger party. I mean, it just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to like make the margarita, um, especially if it's like something like our Super Bowl party. Um, so we, when we do that, we generally buy the one with alcohol already in it. And then we add the tequila too. Okay. So we get it, okay. make it real strong. <laughs> see i can imagine i can imagine for a party just buying big thing of agave syrup buying um like a uh you know a bottle of lime juice mm-hmm. so you're not sitting there squeezing limes right you know right. and uh you know then it's then it's not so that's, that's not so much but, yeah i mean yeah it's um if I, if we were having like like a theme party or if we were doing like you know, different like tequila tastings or like, you know, different kinds of margaritas. If that was like, you know, a thing throughout the night, I would make Mm -hmm. them, you know, for something like, you know, the Super Bowl party where you're just trying to get things out fast to large quantities. Yeah. yeah, It just doesn't make sense at that point. So. Yep. Well, um, yeah. Salute. Looks like you got, must have a ginger ale or something, huh? I do. I do. I can pretend, but you know, you see right <laughs> through me. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah, it's been a little while. How about, uh, how about your week? Managed to do anything, uh, anything fun or exciting? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, on our, on our celebratory nacho night, nacho margarita night, we finished the final two episodes of Wednesday. Finally. And, uh, yeah, they were really good. It was really enjoyable to to wrap that series up. Um, I thought they did well. I know there's been a lot of like talk about controversial casting of the Adams family, the surrounding Adams oh, family. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, people have a lot of different thoughts about uh, Gomez and Morticia, um, and then also Uncle Fester makes an appearance um, in Wednesday, and he's played by Fred Armisen. And Chris and I actually had a fun little debate about, you know, Christopher Lloyd's Uncle Fester. Yeah. Um, which is like the seminal, obviously, version that that people kind of know and grew up with. Um, so yeah, so we're we're debating casting choices and like kind of having fun comparing notes on that. Plus it was just like a good way to it was a it was a good wrap-up to the series. I can see why people really love the show and why it's obviously been renewed for a second season. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've heard mostly only good things. I've heard some people say it was kind of slow at, to start mm-hmm. at least. Um, but otherwise, yeah. And, and it's doing really well, like it's charting. Yeah. And so that's fun. This it's this, um, I don't know. I just, Anytime a an existing property is taken and something's made out of it, you know, there's a little more scrutiny put on it because it has something to live up to, you know, something that's right. uh, to to stand um, next to. But uh, 
Yeah. So for it to do well is fun. It's I I have the charts. I think maybe we'll talk about it next week, but yeah, it's doing mm, surprisingly yeah. well. And I'm happy for, for Tim Burton because mm-hmm. honestly, Tim Burton, I think is very talented, but it's, it has been a minute since he's had yeah. something that's a real yeah. success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, for someone as uniquely creative as Tim Burton, I think he fell into a little bit of a pattern in some of his stuff. And I think like this, and I think he was like at at one point producing too much content that was like, you know, I mean, had, had his like signature Tim Burton flair, but it was just like too Mm. much all at once. I think it's kind of been a nice break for him to be away from, you know, a big Hollywood scene for a minute and then to come back with something like Wednesday, do it, do it so well. And then just be like, Hey, remember me? Like, I'm still amazing. I still got it. Yeah. Definitely. It's great to have a, it's kind of like a good musician. You can tell it's them right away. They have a style. Mm -hmm. um, People resonate with that style, but it can be a little samey. But if you take, you know, different segments of his career, you take Batman and you take Edward Scissorhands, um, Big Fish, Nightmare for Christmas, and Wednesday. Like, there's definitely a through line, but those things are all different enough. Those are different, yeah. I think he was getting too far in, like, an animated, like, Corpse Bride, I think, was kind of like the, like, the the spot where people were like, man, this has been a lot of Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, like, the the zaniness of Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. I, th- I felt Tweety like that's Todd. where it was like the the name. Yeah, the name had kind of lost its luster with audiences. Yep. Even though, like you know, I thought Charlie and Chocolate Factory was fine, and and Sweeney Todd, I thought was quite good actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was just all clustered together in in a way that just sort of was like good things but i think they would have even done better had they been further apart yep yep well cool glad you finished that and enjoyed it mm-hmm. indeed um let's see well my week that's, um that's oh, you so you, no no that's i was gonna say that's all i've got chris and i are are on our way to uh to uh um Disney Plus, we're sort of like rediscovering that we have that. You know what I mean? It's been a hot minute since we've watched anything on Disney Plus. So we're just sort of like, all right, turning our focus to Disney Plus. Got to catch up on Kenobi and Andor. And uh, I promised to catch up on The Mandalorian. So there'll be. I mean, you don't have to. (laughs) I won't hold it against you at all. Like, you know, I did not promise to catch up on the Book of Boba Fett. So okay. I limited myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. but no, yeah, we, Mando we, um, season three is about to start. So exactly. I think in two weeks or so, just right around the corner. I, think, I thought it was like tomorrow. I, I thought it was right here. Uh, March maybe 1st? I'm wrong. Um, Man, I mean, it totally could be. I thought it was like mid-March that it was supposed to be happening. Mandalorian season three. Um, March 1st. March 1st. Well, 
okay, well, I have tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I uh, There's not a lot of, uh, if, as far as I am aware, there's not a lot of hype around it. Um, it's, mm-hmm. But it's going to be really interesting to see what the reaction is coming out of it. Um, I'm sure, sure I'll see it plastered everywhere tomorrow. What's going on? Sure. So. Um, yeah, well, I, um, let's see, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of note. I am still watching. Don't toy with me. Miss Nagatoro. I think there's probably one new episode now that I haven't seen yet. This is the season two. And we had waited for English on this, um, because, um, it's just easier right now to have the, Mm -hmm. the English and stuff. And we did watch the first season English and, and enjoyed the voice acting in that too. Um, I will say it brings up, though I enjoy it, it does bring up more um, localization issues where like someone, like this is minor, but it's just an example where they kind of, they're when they're not doing something that's quite as direct of a translation, they end up trying to make it feel, um, well, in a localization as local. So like all of a sudden someone's using a slang that would maybe be something mm-hmm. someone would say in California. It's sure. not a thing a Japanese person would say, or like, you know, they'll use a, a, a term that's happening at the moment, like giga chat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, I know that's not in, in there. I know that's right. not what they said. And you're dating your show now, you know, because right. you're taking a, a, a current reference or a current, point in time and now when you watch this you know 10 years later people may not have the reference for that i I understand things do that you know they they address current times for things but i just don't like necessarily localizers taking that into their hands if that's not the way the show was maybe it doesn't want to be this um in the moment sort of uh referential sort of thing so right uh, yeah. Um, and then finished Physical 100. So that did have to read subtitles, but that's that competition show. Um, yeah. I was a little, like, with how cool some of the challenges were, I was a little underwhelmed with the finale, I have to say. Okay. And okay. none of my f- favorite people, like, my favorite people kept dropping out, you know? Oh, I hate that. But, uh, but it was still that. a lot of fun. I bet they'll do yeah. a season two. Um, yeah. I hate when that it's happens to me on like Great British Baking Show. Like the people that I really want are like not end up in the finale. And I'm just like, damn it. Yeah. Who do, who do I go for now? What am I going to do? Am I going to switch allegiances or I'm just going to mm-hmm. watch people and be bitter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least it's like no one I really disliked. I just, oh, I just sure. don't have an opinion on you. I just didn't, you know, whatever, but. Sure. So you were fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, managed to play a little more um, like, you know, gonna start talking about video games and I'll lead into our news yeah. that are video game related here. But uh, I played a little more Hogwarts Legacy, um, mm-hmm. getting that in here and there. That game has just absolutely exploded. Um, they're talking mm-hmm. now like, hey, sequels are coming. And um, it's a little side news story that they're allegedly making a TV show for HBO yeah. Max that's a Hogwarts legacy television series. So um 
definitely the injection of life that the wizarding world of Harry Potter needed. I think right. somewhere they said like traffic for the wizarding world site and stuff like that went up by, um, it's like 70%, mm-hmm. um, since what the first fantastic beasts movie came out, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, they just have not seen numbers and traffic like this. The game is made in a couple weeks. Um, let's see if I have the number. Yeah. $850 million, wow. 12 million copies in its first two weeks. That's like insane. a lot of games, uh, games often are marked as a success. If you make one or 2 million in sales over the lifetime of the right. game, right? This is That's 12 insane. million in two weeks. So it shows the power of the Harry Potter IP yeah. yet that it hasn't been destroyed yet. And mm-hmm. that they can like people will come to it if they have something that, um, you know, something fresh and respects the what you know the world that um, they're playing with. Right. So. So so my my quick two cents on this. I love that this is doing well. I love that something new from you know and kind of adaptive of the Harry Potter IP is doing so well and like driving potentially new content because of course we've talked about like there's been thrown around like let's redo the harry potter movies and we're all just like too soon get out of here get out of here trash Mm -hmm. idea so yay for for new content driving interest a little tiny boo to the fact that hbo max is going to be doing a tv show Mm. i'm i'm a little I'm a little like over them picking up gaming products and like doing a TV show. Sure. I think, I think last of us is really good, but I think HBO just needs to not like keep cherry picking like gaming shows and like basing like things off of that, like these wild successes like this, like get back to a little bit of your roots, HBO, like do an original show you know sure. really just like sink some time energy and create creative thought into an original show and hype that for a hot minute before you're like into hogwarts legacy sure all all okay. all i'm gonna say about that like very tiny boo i hope they do it well if they're really truly picking it up i did see that it was like an unconfirmed rumor yeah um yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for them to do it. Obviously, they're the ones who, like, picked up, like, all the Harry Potter movies, and that's where they live on streaming platform. I totally get it. But just, like, maybe maybe if you are doing this, like, give us a break and do something else first. Sure. Uh, Melissa of MJ Honeybee's Twitch channel is in the chat. Thanks, Melissa, for, Hi, for Melissa. in here. Um, I know Melissa would have opinions on the Hogwarts legacy and Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. We watched you, uh, we watched you play a little bit the other day. Well, not me. I had a bounce. I'm not, no yeah, spoilers. You were, yes. you were, you were a very anti-spoiler, but yes, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was there with, uh, Renato. Yep. And we were just, we were just hanging. You know, I, I think, um, I get what you're saying, but I do think this maybe saved us from that reboot. It saved us from like meandering Fantastic Beasts or like it might be like. That's that's why I say yay. I think it's an overall good thing. I just think if they could like 
maybe not rush to production and give us some some really good like original HBO show in there just to break it up before they like I just don't want them to jump from Last of Us to Hogwarts Legacy and then start thinking like oh my god we're so good at this like we should keep doing this like sure. you know so yep. so overall a good thing I just want to make sure that like we're not getting into that space of like sameness yep yep um and then the other thing i played this week was atomic heart so it just came out and um it's on game pass so that's where i started playing it it's um it's a game that i've really been looking forward to i think our friend phil was looking forward to it as well yeah um mm -hmm. it has a um it from previews it really gave us a bioshock type vibe um so definitely on my like highest most anticipated games of the year i starting it when i started out i was loving it the controls were a little different or a little getting used to but i loved the imagery it looked really nice um i'm very interested in the world they're showing me and what um what kind of uh you know the setting and whatever is happening in this situation um this sort of like appears utopian sort of in place but you know underneath it is uh it's not gonna work out that way um i will say going along in it so far i have some gripes mainly um there's a satisfying nature in like Bioshock games and a lot of games really even like Fallout in going through and like picking up everything that's in drawers. It's really it's like click, 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 and you collect everything that's in the drawers sure. and you have all this stuff. This game threw you into that quickly, but I really have no concept or care for what I'm collecting. You know, I feel okay. like this game, it simultaneously had a slow start in that it was a lot of like cinematic and stuff but at the same time was quick to throw you into combat and introduce systems fast as opposed to growing and like on it's like in harry potter in hogwarts legacy you don't unlock your skill tree for a little while you know you kind mm -hmm. of adjust to your your basic combat and things and then you unlock a skill tree and then you start adding you know equipping spells in in different spots you know to different keys and stuff like that so this was kind of just like, blah, there it is. Um, sure. So it's a, it would be a hard game in my mind for someone that is not well-versed in video games. There was a mm -hmm. moment where I had to like kind of do some climbing and nowhere did it prompt me to like that I could climb where to climb <laughs> or grab onto things or how, you know, sure. normally games are a little sometimes too handholdy in the sense right. that this is how you do this and this idea, but this is just didn't have any. And like, I figured it out, it's fine, but I was surprised. Um, sure. Combat is, uh, I think it's pretty fun because it's pretty unforgiving. Um, again, they throw you right in that too. Like you don't get to just hit a button and heal. Like in Harry Potter, you can just heal and it's just instant essentially. This, you have to like take out a thing and absorb it while things are coming at you and you can't do anything out, you know, so it's, um, mm. so I, I do enjoy that. And then my biggest complaint so far is the 
voice acting and characterization of the person you're playing. Like the Ooh, dialogue is just That's not small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not I don't know that you know how it will shape up you know going forward, but right now like yeah. they're not selling the idea of this guy being sort of a lovable jerk. He's just sort of a I don't I feel like he's it's a translation a thing. Yeah, he's definitely he is a jerk, but it doesn't feel natural. You know, it's just oh, okay. it's, something feels off about his the way he behaves. Um, and I wonder if it's a translation thing because this is a Russian studio and stuff. Maybe it's just a, mm-hmm. a local. I don't know, but it's not sure. It's not adding to the game. It's, it's detracting some. But but I like a lot of the things, you know, it's pretty the sure. Combat, like I say, is good. Uh, thematically, I am very interested and intrigued. The control scheme is different, but nice. Um, puzzles sometimes don't hold your hand exactly either. Uh, some of them, so I don't know. Uh, it's it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying dipping into it when I can. Um, I'm worried I'm not going to have fun with it if I can't get a little more steady time to make sure I can remember how everything goes because it does control sure. differently than a lot of other games. So sure. Yeah. That's uh the TBD. That's, that. that's atomic heart. Yeah. Like yep. thumbs up, thumbs down TBD. Oh, um, yeah. Well, like, um, yeah, I mean, it's a thumbs up right now. Like if, if I had, okay. um, more time, I would definitely have, have put more time into it this thus far. Cause okay. I am interested in so this. You- this world and what's going to happen. So, okay. So you are interested in keeping playing. Like it's, it's yeah. keeping you enough. And like the, the, I mean, to me, the, the main character not making sense or, you know, in the sense of like, you know, why is he this way? Or like his characterization is off. His voice acting is off. That's kind of a major thing. So, I mean, hopefully it, it either resolves or you can find a way to like, I don't know, mute it. <laughs> yeah or make sense of it because yeah i mean that's to me is like it's like running around res evil 4 and being like oh god leon don't open your mouth like right i hate you you know or like trying to press press like mute on every cut scene or something here's here's the the like odd progression of this i think is for a long time video games comic books you know, a lot of these things definitely, definitely ha- were and are geared towards kids and were sort of like, especially video games. It's not that old of a industry, really, and compared right. to other things. And so you'd have small teams making stuff and they were just trying to make fun things to play and being imaginative and all that stuff. You didn't have, you know, so they were making the standards as they went and making them for kids they don't have to be super high like just have to be fun to play well as mm-hmm. things you know broadened a bit more more people got involved more talent came in bigger teams formed all this stuff we start of you know the level of quality we expect from storytelling particularly in games which is also mm-hmm. kind of a newer thing it's not as well um it's well fleshed out as other mediums storytelling in games sort of you know the bar was raised and so when something kind of moves backwards you feel it more 
Like if right. this game and this character was speaking this way on stuff in the nineties, no one would think anything of it. Right. We've just have kind of gotten better since then and expect more. It's sort of what we have with the Marvel universe and stuff. They created a high standard of adhering to kind of like giving good representation for their comic book characters in film film format. So when you right. go backwards, you notice. You really feel it. It yeah. really stands out. You know, like people, ju- you know, back in, if if Batman Returns came out, and maybe I've said this before, Batman Returns came out now, there would be uproar to some extent about Billy D. Williams, the black man, being cast as Harvey Dent, a traditionally white character. Mm-hmm. It was No one said anything back then. I don't not, I don't think. Because there wasn't the expectation of like being more true to the source material. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, because it was a newer thing, adapting a superhero. Like it's not taken that seriously. It's for kids. We'll do what we want. And then that sort of changed over time. And now you can't go back without being it being noticeable. So sure. long aside about this but that's that's it's not that bad is my point but it's not up to modern standards sure sure it's it's not that bad on its own but given the context of quality in the current gaming landscape you're feeling it yeah yeah um all right let's continue on with the gaming i'm gonna save a rant in case we have time for it uh because i already (laughs) just went off a little bit here so let's talk a little bit i set you up (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about uh, about Xbox. It's been a new the yeah. news for a long time. Xbox announced a year ago that I believe it was a year ago that they intended to acquire Activision King Blizzard, um, AKB, ABK. Yes. I want to say it, and um, they still haven't because they're going through all the regulatory processes. They're facing some roadblocks in different um regions and nobody was surprised about right no one was surprised about it um i think it is surprising to me that it is taken this long like i thought there'd be some questions and whatever but it's starting to look like we might be going to trial like they might Mm -hmm. have it to go to court for this which they have said they tend to do if it if it comes to that the right. latest news this week is that they were in Brussels trying to, uh, again, talk about their plans further to the industry, get other people on board. And they announced that they're bringing, this deal goes through, they're bringing Activision games, uh, Xbox, some Xbox stuff to the NVIDIA GeForce Now game streaming mm-hmm. service. So that yeah. took NVIDIA and now they're on board with this deal going through. And they're also, they signed a 10-year deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo Mm -hmm. systems. So these are a couple things that they're doing to appease regulators. Mm -hmm. Um, How much have you been following this? What do you think of this this news? Do you feel like uh, this deal, you know, on a larger scale should go through from what you're familiar or shouldn't go through? Yeah, so I mean, I've I've only been following it to the extent that, you know, we've been covering it on the podcast because I feel like when we first announced it, we gave it a lot of of 
um, airtime and a lot of, you know, consideration. We were looking into it and then it just went quiet for a really long time. And it was just sort of like that, oh, they're in, you know, this kind of regulatory, um, review deal-making, like whatever they're doing. And now it's like resurging because yeah, I mean, they're, they're really, I feel like giving it a last ditch effort to avoid any sort of, you know, lengthy court battle or, or stoppage that way. So, um, I mean, I, it, I haven't thought about it for a hot minute, but back when mm-hmm. it came out, um, I feel like I was pretty positive about it because they did, they did kind of accompany the announcement with like, this isn't us doing, you know, some sort of like monopolizing here. I mean, it sounds like it is, but look at all the ways that it actually isn't. And they had they had already hinted at um some different like cross cross platform like you know access and that they were gonna be like saving some things and like this was gonna keep on being um accessible on other gaming systems. So they had already kind of like paved that path in the sense of like saying like we're not just like blanket taking this and just you know screw all you other people or like the deals that they have existing with with other um you know with like playstation or or with uh, whoever these aren't going away we're not taking these so i i mean when when the news first broke was a little apprehensive but you know over time with that kind of talk was like, yeah, go get it. So, I mean, if they're, if they're willing to even go further and do things like this, like, I don't think you can like underestimate how big, like sharing call of duty is to Xbox. That's so huge. Um, so if they're, if they're making these kinds of deals in an effort to get this to go through, like, I mean, I think I think they're demonstrating that they're willing to be fair players here. Sure. Yeah, it's um, it. I guess in the like people I follow and like different comments, I you know I hear mm-hmm. uh, it's a positive. I'm for this sort of thing. Uh, mostly, I um, I was fortunate enough to listen to um, uh, the Last Stand podcast. Um, sacred symbols and that's a good that's like the biggest playstation podcast in the world and and it's honestly from what i can tell one of the only good ones and um which is kind of a thing why i sort of am more familiar with people being for this deal because the kind of community around xbox is pretty vibrant and fun there's a lot of great personalities the people from Xbox are willing to talk to them, show up and take pictures. Like it's a, it's a more open, friendly, feel like a community kind of thing. Whereas the PlayStation side is very closed down. Like, I don't know who fun to listen to. It's just a lot of, I, I see a lot of vitriol and like very whatever, but it's, I, anyways, from this podcast, I got a good perspective anyways on the sort of negative side of this not so much like hey this thing shouldn't go through exactly as much as like microsoft they felt is starting to be underhanded like it's it's amazing how Mm -hmm. the perspective shifts because i always thought that phil spencer is pretty on the up and up for and pretty open for that high a level executive at such a big company 
Um, yeah. Other perspective is a little more like, uh, is kind of soft with the words sometimes, a little too vague and like going back on not believing statements he makes or whatever. And so on this meeting, uh, I think it was Brad uh, Smith came with um, some like boards and stuff like graphs saying, look, we're only in like America, we're only 20% of the market. And the other 80% almost, or like large mm. percent, was it Europe. 60%? Europe, okay, Europe. And then yeah. like Japan is even way less, you know? Um, yeah. So in a lot of places they in the are, world. They are definitely bigger in America. I don't remember the percentages, but I do remember thinking about that part because because of Call of Duty, they were they were a little more equal with PlayStation. Sure. But then they brought to the point that like this is, negating the it's not including nintendo or pc so if you count if you all of a sudden add those elements to the pie that shifts things around it makes playstation not look quite so dominant you know nintendo if for, when you're showing japan to not show nintendo in the video gaming space that's the dominant platform there like that's kind right. of important to include if you're going to be you know comparing right. and you know, some people try to make the argument that Nintendo isn't competing with them, but they still are. Like, I yeah. know they play their own game. I ran through that in my mind, too. Like, like obviously, Xbox and PlayStation are more direct competitors. But, yeah, if you're going to include Japan in that, like, that's – it's just not logical to exclude Nintendo completely. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't make that, like, apples to oranges comparison in somewhere like Japan. Yep. So I guess like when I come down to it, I'm not mad at anyone. I think Sony has been looking weak in this kind of like whining to regulators like, oh, don't take this. But but now they're quiet and they, everybody's kind of doing what you'd expect them to do. Like mm -hmm. Microsoft is trying to frame it as best as possible that, hey, we yes, we're a very large company, but we're coming from mm -hmm. behind here. And even if right. this deal goes through, we're still not number one or number two. I think mm -hmm. not, or I think we're like number four, who as it stands right now, if this deal goes through, we're not the dominant force here. And PlayStation right. is trying to say, look, you know, we're, they're trying to take these other, these, these games from us. It's going to hurt consumers. Um, I, I don't see where they have that argument, but you know, there's enough people like the fan base for PlayStation is so big that I think they can just kind of be quiet. And if people don't want to upset the apple cart, then they maybe don't want this stuff to go through. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe they just, you know, regulators are just waiting, uh, making it look hard enough until Microsoft, you know, backroom deal pays them individually enough. Enough congressmen get yachts, you know? Um, and then, oh, this deal, this, oh, we're going to change our tune. This, this is the go through. Yeah. Right I mean, I feel like, I feel like they're on a public face doing a lot to, to prove that it's not going to be this kind of monopoly. You know, like I said, like with, with, with making deals to like have content on other platforms. So, I mean, if, if that is like the kind of smoke screen for like the backroom deals, like they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you know, there's never not going to be some sort of backroom deal and any sort of like acquisition this big. Um, So I'm not naive enough to pretend that like somebody somewhere isn't being like, what do you need to make this go through? Um, But on a public face, it does seem like, like their, their efforts are not weak. You know what I mean? If, if they weren't sharing something as big as call of duty, then I would probably call it weak. You know what I mean? If they were like, sharing some like third tier level, like whatever content that nobody's heard of. Sure. You're not, you're not really doing much here, but. Yep. Well, and it's coming out that they're, you know, it's kind of showing that PlayStation has sort of had a little bit of an over-reliance on the third party transactions, like in a game, Mm -hmm. like call of duty, you know, to fund their big games that maybe they can't always make money on. Because right. it takes them five years to make it and, you know, $250 million or whatever, and then sells right. 15 million copies, uh, you know, whatever, you know, it's like, um, so that going away there make the argument like, well, then maybe we can't invest in these games that people love so much. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, th- this, uh, you know, Colin Moriar in this podcast brought up to like that, he doesn't think it's feasible to con- to manage this many studios. Like mm-hmm. something is going to go wrong. Something already in his mind is going wrong that Xbox has managed to deliver so few games since they purchased. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember all these studios, they bought a good number yeah. of years ago. Like when the console was launching, you know, it was being announced rather. Um, and there's not a lot to show for it. Most of what they have to show for is stuff that Bethesda was already working on. So it's already mm-hmm. going to happen. And mm-hmm. there it's out now. But now like Halo's in shambles, you know, like we just, there's not much, you know, it's like they can't manage their existing portfolio. So why to add? Pr- produce quality games in a timely fashion? Now you're going to double the size or whatever. You're going to bring on this behemoth other thing. And you're going to some, you know, it's just like, it's going to be such a mess and Mm -hmm. everybody can kind of say, well, we're going to let it run themselves because they're well running oiled machines already. But when you're no longer directly responsible for keeping yourself going, keeping yourself, you know, um, the word I'm looking for is, but solvent or whatever, like you, you, you maybe slack, you know? You you start getting fatter. You include extra benefits and things. You don't you have to hold yourself to be accountable. Watched. You don't have to prove yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it just sort of balloons and becomes unmanageable and nothing gets done. And it, so I think there's a fear that's reasonable in that too. I still don't think that's any yeah. excuse why it's not approved regulatory wise, but right. just will it ultimately be good? I don't know. Right. I think that's that's a different question for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see what happens here. Um, fair chance yeah. this ends up going to court. Um, and um, we'll be involved in that, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right. Sticky, talking to about the, uh, the other side of the coin um, from Xbox is PlayStation, and they did have an event. Um, yes. Overall, what did you think of this event? PlayStation. I setup. liked it. I liked okay. it. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought they they built it thematically well. Like, 
I kind of have in our notes here, like they started out with like a focus on VR, which I'm, I am so out of touch on like a VR, you know, universe. So that, that really wasn't like my focus of being like, Ooh, these games are coming to VR. Um, Mm -hmm. but they were still like really fun games and several I would, I would be interested in playing. Um, then they kind of had, you know, more staples and then they, they closed out, um, with a little Capcom feature, which was obviously the highlight for me. And then, uh, an extended look at Suicide Squad, which, uh, I thought, I thought was an interesting way to close out a program, um, because it got a little long, I thought. I thought there was like some really cool things and then they kind of dragged into like few too many interviews and Mm. it was like a a weird, like I could see people dropping off this to be like, like, thanks. I got it. Like I got, I got what I needed by now. Um, So that was a little strange. I probably would have reordered that a little bit, but yeah, overall, I think it was good. Okay. This game that they uh, let off with looks awesome i would totally play this foglands um oh okay okay so yeah vr one yeah yep it looks like a lot of fun kind of like a spooky supernatural western little sci-fi in there too yeah it just it i loved the feel of it okay well they definitely need more enticing vr games you know Mm -hmm. um you know, they really draw people on that platform. I was, I was really hoping, I suppose it's unrealistic of me too, but I was hoping they'd announce that Half-Life Alex was coming. I think mm-hmm. that if, um, you know, I, I'm guessing Valve just wants to keep that for themselves, but that's what I was kind of hoping for. Um, I'm Were still on the fence. Of- then? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm well, look, I, I think that they set the expectations well enough. You know, Mm -hmm. I heard what this event was going to be. They're talking third party and wrapping up with Suicide Squad feature. So I'm like, I kind of, you know, it's kind of what I expected in a lot of ways. I didn't expect to care about a lot of the VR titles exactly. I think Mm -hmm. the issue with VR often is sometimes it's really hard to sell without you trying it. And getting someone to try it is difficult. You know, it's not a demo you can download you have to have hardware for it so you already have to buy into it to try it yeah right you know and not many stores set up demo units and stuff like that anymore i don't think so um yeah i think that's a that's been a a barrier to entry for that because some of these yeah they could be really cool the one the before your eyes i think it is where every time you blink oh yeah you jump forward in time, like literally you as a person, when you blink, right. the game moves forward. That could be really interesting. Um, that could that could be really cool or like the most frustrating thing. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes are just like, when, when you finally, like you, per, you platinum the game, you take the goggles off and your eyes are just completely bloodshot. You didn't blink the right. entire time. Uh, that, uh, that reminds me of, um, you know, who'd be really good at that game is Jenna Ortega. Um, because oh, yeah. she made a, made a character choice for Wednesday that she was never going to blink. Like that was going to mm. be like one of her things. Like it was just going to be That's like a cool. touch that she never blinks. So she was like, yeah, I got really <laughs> good at like saving it, you know, so like the camera would right. pan off of me to like 
you know, my partner, my scene partner, and I would just quick like blink a bunch and then just be like, okay, done. Like I, I can't like do that. it anymore. So, mm-hmm. so she it's was like, kick-ass in that game. It's like uh, in Batman, you know, Commissioner Gordon turns around and Batman's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he like walked away or like, jumped all the way or something you know like there's some things even made fun of that like show i'm like tiptoeing out uh, you know some ways but yeah so you know what happens but you don't see it and so right. uh I, I like it i like it yeah um yeah i you know i didn't need to see more resident evil 4 i have like minor gripes about resident evil 4 so far like okay what it, are they it's okay Look, it's not going to affect the game. You know, it's, I have it's one minor gripe. I want to see if mine matches yours. I I doubt it. Um, is so okay. they are toning down the sort of sexual nature as it relates to Ashley. Um, sort of the kind of the quips and innuendos. Oh, they're kind okay. of take kind of changing some of the dialogue around to take some of that sass out and stuff like that. Um, and then it's stupid, but, um, they put her in shorts as opposed to a skirt because it made every, everybody was always like, oh, we have a scene where Leon's like pushing her up a ladder and it's basically an upskirt shot and stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a big deal, but it's just like, you know, they have to make choices or whatever. And you had, they made a yeah. cognizant choice to like change some of this stuff to change what, you know it makes me wonder how much of the game are you going to alter, you know, when maybe your most true version of the game, you still just want to play a nice clean version of the original, you know? Yeah. Um, but so that's, that's tangentially related to my, my, um, gripe with it. Um, because I, I loved obviously the look at Resident Evil 4. I loved like seeing some of some of the classic scenes, creatures, uh, puzzles, that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, I just I I love that game. So whatever content they want to put in front of me, I'm obviously going to consume. Um, but I really didn't love. You know, they kind of were walking through towards the end. They were walking through um, kind of almost like a trailery version you know, of like, like they'd been walking through like some gameplay demonstrating some of like the things that you can do. And then they sort of started like picking it up, like the end of a movie trailer. And, um, there was like a, like a sidekicky type of character running around with Leon making quips and like doing different things. And I was just sort of like, you are not part of my experience. Like, I do not know if this is just like, some sort of like version or feature or if this is like some sort of like new introduction of like we're going to add kind of a a funny sidekick for a little bit in the game that you're going to play with but I was like I don't need that whatever this is you're doing here get it out because it's not okay see I was wondering because I didn't I've never finished like Resident Evil 4 I've never beat all the way you know, I've gotten to the oh, okay. last zone, the la- the island or whatever. I've got there basically. Mm-hmm. I didn't, not the rest of it. So um, I was like, am I, did I miss, like, it just didn't get to this guy here? Nope. Or am I just forgetting? I mean, yeah, there's, there's obviously like other characters that show up in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. So it's like. Well, Ada yeah, Wong, for sure. Right. 
Um, but if you if you wanted to like you know have people come in, totally fine. If you wanted to like have another you know character from the universe, you know, if that's part of a little bit of a, a cutscene or a, or a bit of gameplay, sure. But this seems like really sustained at the end, and I was just like, this this is not my experience here. See, yeah, it's mixed signals, right? Because what they right. give us initially is doing a small, like we're still getting the, the parries that are kind of over the top roundhouse kicks. We're getting the lines about the cow starting a fire or whatever, you know? So we're like adding, keeping the sense of humor involved, kind of keeping yeah. that, you know, early two thousands camp that was yeah. in RE4. And then you start, if you start saying, well, okay, we're going to, we're going to make, we're going to take any sexual comments towards Ashley away. We're going to tamp down, you know, make her, you know, a little more covered up, no kind of nothing at her expense or whatever. We're going to maybe add a new character that was like minorly involved. We're going to expand mm -hmm. that role. You just start thinking like, well, how much do you have to do to this? Because we just right. saw with Metroid Prime, a game that's considered an absolute classic, revered mm -hmm. amongst gamers. And all they did was they basically remade it, but right. to the T, essentially. You know, they just right. made it look better. And I think we knew that's not what this was, but how far are you gonna go? Exactly. Just because it just because it wasn't just gonna be like the same game doesn't mean that like I didn't expect it to be similar enough. Like there's mm. like there's only so far you can take some changes before you just feel like what did you do to this? Yep. So yeah. yeah. And I I still think you know I know they change stuff with and I can't speak to how much they change on RE two and um, three remake. But um, mm -hmm. I know they did change some things. But four was kind of the cultural thing. Like Resident Evil was, was obviously big, but four really kind of sent it to a new level. And um, so I think it's of all of them, it's the one you need to be the most reverent towards. Um, exactly. In my opinion. So. Exactly. Um, otherwise, you know, I think. It's nice they're bringing some more stuff to the game catalog. The Destiny trailer for the new expansion made me want to play Destiny. I was like, ah, that looks mm, really yeah. cool. I'm interested in these characters and what's happening here. That made me like, oh, maybe I should just try going through the story of Destiny myself or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was surprising to me. Um, and yeah, and then the Suicide Squad thing, I get it. I agree. It went on kind of long. But they're really trying to sell this game. There's there's skepticism around this game. We yeah. have we have superhero burnout. We have like I don't know what's the future of the DC world right now. It's the we saw the Avengers game come out and totally flop, and they the you yeah. know are closing it down because people didn't want a live service Avengers game with characters that are kind of trying to look like the movie, but clearly aren't the movie characters. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to stave off these things and assure people that, Hey, you're going to love this. It's going to be, we're going to have a, we're going to have like a battle pass, but it's fine. It's all cosmetic. And like, 
I don't know that they convinced anyone. Uh, yeah. So they could sit there for as long as they want. And I don't know that they, I think it's still going to be like, this game's going to have to be really good to sell people. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there were, to me, there were positive elements to this. Like, you know, having this extended look was really fun and, and walking through like, all the different features, you know, people coming on and saying like, listen, we're going to, you know, continue to support content. We're already planning for, you know, like new adventures. We, we don't just like give you the game and stop. We're going to be here. Um, I think those were like good things to say. I just think that it was trying too hard and it was just too long. It's too much. Like you've, you've gotten to this point and, and you're either, going to convince people in a short amount of time or you're not like you can't just because you spent longer on the game doesn't mean it's going to to sell it more yep so i just i just i get the thinking i just would have cut it more sure yeah i my other thing when they started was this clearly screams to me that it was like okay what property is going right now Okay, you need to make a game. It, it felt corporate, the decision yeah. to make this game with these characters. Yeah. Because I'm like, why would you choose to have Harley Quinn in a game where you want her to like swing around like Spider-Man? Like, yeah. what is this? You know, and some of the characters, I'm just Captain Boomerang. Like, it's just the gameplay is ridiculous for these characters and their abilities. Um mm -hmm. In, in some extent i suppose king shark is kind of the exception um i don't know it's it's just weird again it screams corporate to me not i'm actually interested passion project thing um mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i mean i mean the way that people spoke you could you could feel that they they thought they'd created a really cool game it just necessarily wasn't and how do I say it? the the game for this set of characters? Do you know what I mean? They weren't passionate yeah. about like the characters. They right. were passionate about like the way the game played or like how it worked, um, the functionality. Not not necessarily like, oh my god, we're like so pumped to bring you like Harley Quinn's, you know, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just it just yeah. wasn't like about the characters. It looked the world looks really cool, and yeah. that's what I feel like I feel the passion for is like the, sure. the setting, realizing of the, the game. city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I thought Wonder Woman looked cool, and I did like yeah, the I moment where she lassoes Flash. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Well, anyways, that's the PlayStation State to Play event. Um, is there any other things you want to really call out? in the event uh i don't think so no i think they're those were like the big the big hits on it okay yeah i i still am waiting to be sold on psvr2 i've enjoyed my playstation vr1 um enough for what it is but i'm kind of gonna wait to see what apple's vr ar thing is this year mm -hmm. um it's gonna be way more expensive but self-contained and I don't know. So I'm just on the fence yet, unless they like yeah. really say, here's Half-Life Alex, and here's this like, I don't know, 
they got to give me some things that really are exclusive software titles coming that you know would drive me to it and yeah i think the thing would be the horizon game for me but even that's gotten like mediocre reviews you know Mm -hmm. um it sounds like there's some great elements and some really slow elements so i don't know i'm just on the fence yet about that so um okay i think that's it i don't you know I have my Zelda rant, but maybe I save it, you know, maybe I we, can, save it. we can have a whole next week of just rants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't do them. We can't do them all in one episode. That's too many. You gotta be, can't we gotta though? Be positive I mean, I mean, I can go on one and then you can take your turn and I'll just like rest and then it'll be my turn again. We'll just like tag team it. Okay. Cause I feel like, I feel like the topics that, uh, that are kind of out in the news this week are kind of very, very split between you and I for things about, uh, you know, juicy things just to tantalize, to, to get a, a peek at the next episode of what we're thinking. Um, obviously James Bond and Lord of the Rings are, are facing some, uh, some tweaks or changes or new materials. Um, so there's there's plenty of material to rant about there, and I mean Marvel's always a good like back and forth. So <laughs> we can close on a on a unifying moment between us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, everyone, look forward to it. Look forward yes. to the onslaught of um, fun news that we have to cover. Um, yes. It's going to keep on rolling. So that's been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 136. And that's your slurry of gaming news. Um, if you have thoughts, comments, whatever, you know, opinions on the Microsoft acquisition happening or not happening, let us know what you think of the state of play. Are you picking up a PSVR 2? I had some stuff where I, on Twitter, where a while ago I commented about like maybe it's kind of expensive or something like that. And you know, it's, it seems okay, but I really don't want a cord. And they were kind of like, well, you know, I guess you want cookie cutter graphics like you get in the Oculus or something. Then if you want to go cordless, I'm like, no, I'm not saying that, you know, cause I think Apple has the silicon to provide a great looking experience cordless and something like the oculus you have the choice you can go cordless or plug it into a high power pc for increased fidelity so no and i have a ps psvr one it's like do you and have you pre-ordered a psvr two like are you (laughs) on the list that you're so excited you you know you're okay with it having the cord um because I've used the the stuff with the cord and you are beat sabering away and then you hit it and pull stuff, you know, whatever. It's just like, yes. whatever. So anyways, if you have more comments, you know, uh, let us know what they are, positive or negative on all the places you can follow us. Um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, all that sort of thing. Twitch. We'd appreciate a subscribe and a follow and a share and all that sort of thing. If you listen to podcast directories, we are there as well, including in video format on Spotify. A review on Apple Podcasts would be appreciated. Um, our friend Melissa, who was in the chat earlier, MJ Honeybee, she is on Twitch and YouTube. 
she is often streaming Dead by Daylight. Please give her a, uh, a follow and a like and a look-see. It's a fun game to watch um, if, you're, if you're interested. It's also playing Hogwarts Legacy occasionally. And um, I think he's looking at some other games to try as well. So that's MJ Honeybee. Killing the Flower, they wrote our theme song, so you should give them a look. Uh, they are on YouTube, Instagram, and then streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music. So we appreciate their contribution. And um, that's it. That's, that's the episode. Andrea, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for joining me once again. Of course. As always, cheers, everybody. <laughs>